I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this is Workplace Strategies Update. Welcome to the program. This is our 11th episode, and Dr. Dennis Davis is back in the studio. Numero once. Once. Oh, no, you're showing off your, your Spanish there here you go. Today. There you go. There you go. So how was, how was your trip? It was good, Joe. It was long, but not as long as it was supposed to be. It was going to be 10 days, and we cut it down to seven. Well, that's not all bad. You got not back, bad at all. got back to California. You were in Louisiana, right? I was in Louisiana. That's yeah. correct. And, and so you got back to California, and you're able to be here in person, Absolutely. whereas we thought we were going to have to see you in that hotel room. That's again. exactly right. <laughs> Sitting exactly down right. in Metairie? Is that Metairie. Right? Metairie, outside of New Orleans. Outside of New Orleans. So how was your dinner? Did you have a good dinner? I had a very nice dinner. Yeah. Went to a place called Clancy's. Never been there before. It was very good. It was I've very good. There. What what's the what kind of food? Uh everything. Everything? Okay. I think I had everything on the menu. <laughs> Well, that's good. So you yes. enjoyed yourself. I enjoyed myself. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, you know, we've got a lot to cover today. We've got some news with respect to workplace strategies that we're going to share with you. And we have a very special guest. A very special guest. Uh, a COVID expert, a workplace uh, uh, COVID expert, Michael Ecker is going to be with us today. And then, of course, we will wrap up with our regular feature, What You Drinking? I've got my bottle right here. And I've got the winning bottle right here. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see about that. Hasn't usually been that way. Well, we'll but this see. Was out, last week was an outlier. I'm, uh, okay. I'm bouncing back. I'm bouncing we'll back. See. Well, first of all, we'd like to thank all of you for joining us, whether you're watching on the video or listening on the podcast. If, if you're on the podcast, be sure to subscribe. We're now available on Spotify. And Apple or anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, Dennis, we have some important principles associated with this program. Very Four important. Of them. Uh, they are swag. Substance. They are competition. And one. And one. Not usually in that order. Not in that order. Not in that order. But yes. Dennis tries to throw me off each week. He do throw you off. He tries to do it a new way. It's SSWC are the are the principles that we uh, abide by. We try to touch on a little bit of each each one of those. Some areas more than others. Some areas more than we others. We got a lot of substance this week. A lot of substance. A lot of substance. We should have less Tiny little bit of swag. Tiny little bit. <laughs> Tiny little bit of stuff. I get it. You kind don't. Of like, we never did get that new car approved. That <laughs> Haven't you wanted me to get Mr. Yeah. Keene to We're sign on. Working on it, but it didn't. It didn't really uh, happen. Uh, as we do each week, we talk a little bit about two bottles of wine. Last week, you had. I had prisoner, and it was that's a beautiful bottle, and it looked beautiful sitting there by itself. Yes, that's all it needed to be there by itself. Yeah. Wine was the show. Yeah, I had the Miraval Rosé. Nice uh, bottle of wine. Also, a French bottle of rosé uh, from. Where Rosé got started. Nice bottle of wine. In Provence, France. So uh, as we go along throughout the program at the, at, towards the end, we will announce who you thought had the best story last week. Even though your story was from a hotel room. It's, it's just shocking to yes. me. Uh, and then also who won the bottle of wine that they get to choose from either one of That's these correct. of the wines that we had last week, which was, again, was the Prisoner or the Miraval Rosé. Remember, there's two ways to win. If you're in the video audience, you can participate in the poll at the end of the program in which you vote on which wine story you like. Or if you're listening on the podcast, just by subscribing, you get included in the bowl every week. Big bowl, big, really, big, big bowl. Really big bowl. So there's actually, you can have two shots at winning every yes. week simply by participating in the poll and subscribing uh, to, to the podcast. So one of you will win a bottle of wine and it will Come from Dennis next week, from not Joe. this week. Comes from, from me. 
this week. But we'll get to that later. Let's talk a little bit about workplace strategy. So a lot has happened over the last week. It certainly has. A lot well, going on. Yeah. Well, first of all, I had the chance to visit Austin and That's the right. Fairmont the end of last week. That's right. What was your impression? Well, you know, this was actually the first time we went to the hotel because yes. we were supposed to be yes. in Chicago. Yes. And the hotel is great. For those of you that are attending in person, I think you're going to really enjoy your stay. And, and the property is just, just beautiful. 169 rate is, is incredible. We've got a lot of great programming and a lot of events planned for the, uh, for the on-site crowd. What about the uh, virtual crowd? Well, I think that the conference facility is going to support an outstanding experience for them too. And actually being at the property and kind of touring it and thinking about it. We came up with some great ideas for, for the virtual audience. So more to come on that soon. All right. I guess the second biggest news last week after your trip to Austin was the CDC's announcement uh, about vaccinated people and masks. Well, perhaps for most, that was maybe actually the biggest news. I just, I didn't start with that, though. I started with my trip. Because, it's all about Joe. <laughs> well, this, the, 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 this development is a little more complicated, which is why we have an expert on these issues on the show today. And we have a general session dedicated to that topic at the program next month. But what I can say right now with respect to the program is that we are studying how the CDC announcement impacts those that are attending the program in person. And we will communicate with you both by email and on this program, hopefully by next week. That we'll so have to stay see. tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, and, but what I can say, I think, the one thing I can say is that we have decided to stick with the socially distancing uh, in the general sessions and the breakouts rooms. And so uh, we're going to still keep the program number to just 300. All right. Uh, so if you haven't registered for the in-person and you would like to join us in Austin, and it's going to be an amazing program, make sure that you sign up very, very soon before it sells out. It sounds like it's going to be a great program, whether you're joining us live in person or attending the virtual sessions. Well, I think there's no question about yeah. that, uh, yeah. Dennis. And one of the general session speakers is our very special guest today. Absolutely. So Michael Eckert is one of the firm's top experts on many of the challenges that employers are facing during this pandemic. That's right, uh, Dennis. Michael joins us from one of my favorite cities, Charleston, South Carolina, where he is the managing shareholder of Ogletree's office there. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, Michael. Well, thank you, guys. Great to be here. Michael, um, I'm sure everyone in our audience heard about the CDC's announcement that fully vaccinated people don't need to wear masks in most situations. And then this week, OSHA issues sort of a cryptic guidance. Can you explain both of those to the audience and, and how they interrelate? Yeah, that's right, Joe. It's been a busy couple of weeks for sure for employers and, and everyone's scrambling to adapt to this changing guidance. Uh, you know, now that vaccines are widely available in the U.S., this resulted in, in a lot of anxiety around when can you shed masks safely? Um, how do you start taking a few steps in the direction of getting back to a normal life? And, and those are all things that we're looking forward to covering in the general session. Um, what happened recently is that on May 13th, the CDC took a big step in that direction by updating its guidance for fully vaccinated people. The most significant part of that guidance update and what everybody's talking about is that now the CDC says people can resume normal activities without having face masks, even indoors. So this led to an immediate question with our clients. Can vaccinated employees take off their face masks at work? 
And under the new CDC guidance, the answer is yes. Um, at the same time, though, we've been waiting for OSHA to issue this long-awaited new emergency COVID standard that's been in the works for, for quite some time. And that standard, last I heard, is expected to come out within a couple of weeks, but it's significant because most states follow the federal OSHA requirements. And so this will be a standard that many employers around the country will have to follow. So after the CDC announced its new mask guidance, it remained unclear whether the new OSHA standard would allow for similar exceptions for vaccinated employees. Well, on May 17th, OSHA issued a statement that may help ease some of that uncertainty. And basically, OSHA said that it's aware of the new CDC guidance and it's updating its materials accordingly. OSHA said that until its own up updates uh, occur, employers should just look to the new CDC guidance for information on how best to deal with and protect vaccinated employees. Most people interpret this to mean that employers can rely on the new CDC guidance to let vaccinated employees take off their masks at work, although we're still waiting to see what the final verbiage is of the OSHA standard. So, Michael, does this uh, guidance apply to social distancing as well? It does, Dennis. Uh, the new CDC guidance says that fully vaccinated people can stop wearing masks and also don't have to maintain physical distancing. So it's got a couple of other helpful provisions as well, including that vaccinated people can travel domestically without quarantining. And normally you're not gonna need to quarantine after coming into close contact with someone who has COVID. Of course, if someone's actually sick, if they've got symptoms, they should still stay home and get tested even if they've been vaccinated. Michael, how do these developments impact employers in states or localities that have adopted their own rules like here in California? Well, that's a great question, Joe, and it's something that uh, our clients have been spending their days on recently. Uh, while the new CDC guidance says that vaccinated employees can stop wearing masks, um, that is only if masks are not otherwise required by state or local rules. So several states have already lifted their mask requirements and several more quickly announced that they would be doing so in light of the new CDC update. At this point, though, there's, there's still a handful of states that would still require masks even under the new CDC guidance. And I would expect some of those states will update their rules accordingly over the next couple of weeks. But some states like California have very specific rules or state OSHA standards that require masks regardless of whether you've been vaccinated. And those rules are not likely to change anytime soon. Uh, hey, by the way, can I shamelessly plug something real quick? Uh, I'm proud to say that we just updated our complimentary chart that tracks mask requirements uh, to reflect this new guidance. So now the chart will show employers which states require masks which states have ex exceptions for vaccinated employees, and whether employers are required to provide masks uh, to employees directly. It's free, it continues to be free, and it's available on the Ogletree website in our Coronavirus Resource Center. Just click on the States button and you'll see it right there. Uh, just keep in mind though that the chart tracks state requirements, so employers still may wanna connect with their Ogletree attorneys to determine if there are any county or city guidelines that would still apply to their operations locally. So I know that you talk to employers daily. Uh, are most of the employers you're talking to dropping their mask requirements for employees? Yeah, so far it's been a mixed bag. Uh, there's certainly a lot of employers that are immediately changing their policies to adopt to the new CDC guidance. And that's with the exception of those few states that I mentioned that will still require masks even if you're vaccinated. Uh, for some employers, the issue of mandatory face masks has emerged as a employee relations or retention concern, and so they're very eager to, to be able to move forward with the new CDC guidance. 
Some employers, though, are taking, I think, a more measured approach, and they're choosing to keep their existing policies in place for some period of transitional time, um, at least until the new OSHA standard comes out in a couple of weeks. And then you've got others that have indicated that they're going to continue to require masks for everyone, either due to specific safety concerns in their work environment, or perhaps in some cases, it's because they're looking to make employees who have health conditions or maybe vulnerable family members at home just more comfortable with the idea of getting back into the office for in-person work. I, I think ultimately any of those approaches are fine, subject to those state requirements. And I think employers are gonna continue to enjoy some flexibility to determine um, whether they're gonna have a more restrictive mask requirement at their locations, even if CDC and state guidance no longer requires it. So Michael, here's a question I have. So how does an employer establish that a worker has been fully vaccinated and therefore can abandon their mask? Yeah, Joe, at least at the moment, none of the guidance outlines exactly how an employer should go about allowing vaccinated employees to shed their mask. Uh, it, it may be that the new OSHA guidance when it comes out will comment on that. But in the meantime, I think employers have several practical options. One, of course, is that you rely on the honor system and simply change your policy to reflect the new guidance that vaccinated employees don't need to wear face masks. And in that approach, the employer is simply going to change the policy and then leave it to employees to follow the policy. And of course, address any noncompliance that may arise uh, just as a disciplinary matter, exactly in the same way that you would any other workplace policy if you learn that someone's not following the rules. Now, I know some employers are going to want to do more to ensure compliance, and I think that's fine. The EEOC guidance that is out uh, specifically states that it's okay to ask employees if they're vaccinated or to even require employees to provide proof of vaccination. That's not considered a disability related inquiry. And so it's not restricted by the federal employment laws. Some employers are gonna ask employees to self-certify that they've been vaccinated or even to provide a copy of their vaccine cards before being allowed to take off masks in the workplace. Some employers may even request that employees uh, disclose their vaccination status to management, regardless of whether they've been vaccinated, uh, just so that management can track it, make decisions on that basis and, and know who's able to wear a mask and who's not. I would suggest that if an employer is gonna require that kind of disclosure though, continue to keep that information confidential and be cautious about asking follow-up questions such as why are you not gonna get vaccinated? Because some of those follow-up questions can lead into areas that are prohibited by the ADA in many circumstances. Now I've heard from a lot of employers who wanna go even further uh, by requiring vaccinated or unvaccinated workers to wear a wristband or a sticker on their badge or some other visual indicator about whether they've been vaccinated. And I, I think that could carry with it some unintended problems. And so I, I would carefully consider the potential issues before moving in that direction, including whether that's going to raise employee relations issues in your workforce, uh, if you're going to increase the risk of harassment among your employee population, and if there's other violations that could come up from marking employees in that way. There may be some situations where that's appropriate or even necessary, but I think most employers are going to want to take one of the more measured approaches. Now, Michael, I know that your session at Workplace Strategies is going to cover a lot more uh, in addition to masks. Uh, any highlights you want to share with us? That's right, Dennis. We've got a great session lined up for our guests at Workplace Strategies. Uh, our colleague, Leslie Wallace, will be joining us from California, and we're going to talk about a number of issues that are facing our clients from coast to coast now that vaccines are more widely uh, available. 
Uh, some of the things that I expect we're going to get into include whether employees can mandate vaccines and, and more particularly what issues arise if you go in that direction. How are employers going to handle those workers who choose not to get vaccinated for various different reasons? How do you handle reasonable accommodations in the workplace for disabilities or religious uh, beliefs when it comes to the vaccine? Uh, what's the latest information from the CDC and, and state guidance? And no doubt it's going to be a little bit different by then than it is today. And then last but not least, what should employers start to expect going forward now that we're rounding this corner and getting to a place where at least vaccinated employees can start to uh, resume a more normal work life uh, environment? It's going to be a great session either way, though, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds like an amazing session. And EEOC Commissioner Keith Sonderling is going to join the panel to provide his insights. Michael, what are you most interested in getting his perspective on? Yeah, Joe, we're really excited and honored to have Commissioner Sonderling join us for this panel discussion. And I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say myself. Um, you know, the EEOC guidance has been a very helpful resource to employers throughout this pandemic, but there's still a few areas that our clients are struggling to work through and understand in terms of what they should or should not do under the ADA in these very unique circumstances. So, for example, I'm looking forward to hearing Commissioner Sonderling's thoughts into what circumstances might support an unvaccinated person being considered a direct threat in the workplace, which is one of the elements employers look at when they're evaluating ADA issues. Um, but most importantly, I'm looking forward to hearing the commissioner talk about what's next in the in the mind of the EEOC when it comes to pandemic planning and workplace issues. And, and what are the things that they're becoming most concerned with when it comes to, to how employers have been attempting to deal with this pandemic in the workplace? But we're really excited to have him, and, and, and I'm glad that we're going to be able to offer his unique perspectives to our clients. Well, we're, we're very excited to have you at the program as well, and very much looking forward to that. Michael, remind everybody again about that new free resource that's available. Yeah, absolutely. Just go to the Ogletree uh, website, click on the link that says Coronavirus Resource Center, and uh, there we've got a series of buttons that, that just combines all of our guidance and insights. Click on the States button, and you'll see the uh, employee mask chart. And that's now been updated to talk about all the great stuff that we just covered. And it's free. It is free. Yes, please Good use price. it. Good price. Yeah. Michael, thank you so much for uh, leading up this session for us down in Austin and for joining us for the program today. Good to see you, Michael. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Thanks Dennis. All Can't right. wait to see you guys there. Take care, man. Well, Dennis, that was a fascinating interview pulled right from the headlines. Very topical and very important. And I tell you what, we sure got it right, including vaccines and masks as a general session topic. And adding the EOC commissioner sondering is huge. Yeah, that no doubt. That's yes. very huge. And yes. you know what else is huge? What's huge, Joe? Our wine competition. Well, Last week, we had two delightful wines. You had... One was a little bit more delightful. Uh, the Prisoners, what I had, a, a very, very well-known and very delicious blend. Yes, I had the Miravel uh, Rosé from uh, Provence, France. Nice bottle of wine. The home of Rosé, where the chateau is located, very where nice. they recorded... Uh, Pink Floyd. Yes. Yeah. It was know, very nice. I, I, maybe I misread nice the enough. age of the audience. Or Not nice enough, something. but very nice. Yeah, I, I was nice. disappointed by that. So um, our winner this week is, uh, is Tom Platt, 
Tom, uh, you get to choose between the prisoner or the Miraval Rosé, and it will be my honor and pleasure to send it to you. I will have to ask Dennis how to do that because it's been so long since I had to send a bottle of wine because Dennis has been sending them for many, many, many weeks. It'll come back to you like that, Joe. <laughs> we'll see. It's only my second time. I've you know I've only lost twice. So, Just like riding know, a bike. You know I, I it's I'll have to figure it all out. But I'm sure you will. You're a trainer. You can give me some great instructions. I'm, just like riding a bike. Well, this week we have uh, two <clears throat> two more terrific uh, wines. I mean, you won last week going first. Would you like to go go first again, or would you like to defer? Oh, I'll defer. I'll defer. defer? Well, I, I'm fine with that. I'll going, defer. Going first is, is not all bad, because okay. I have an amazing bottle of wine here from Buena Vista called The Sheriff. And uh, for those of you on the podcast, you can't really see it, but those of you on the video, you can see it. it's got this great star, this uh, this badge on, on the label here that is actually the label. Buena Vista is one of the oldest wineries in California, dating back to 1857. They survived prohibition, um, and now it is a fabulous place to, to visit, really a, a great stop. They do a terrific job of education. They've got um, a lot of different things for you to see when you go there. They're located in Sonoma. Now, this particular bottle, the sheriff, is in honor of one of the founders of the winery, a guy named Augustine. And Dennis, you may not even know this, but prior to uh, moving up to Sonoma and opening up this winery. He was the sheriff of San Diego County. I did not know that. That's where you live. And he decided to give up that job as the uh, sheriff of San Diego uh, County to pursue what he called purple gold, purple gold. So he moved up to Sonoma and uh, they now release this wine in his honor. It is a blend. It's a blend of eight grapes, if mm. you can believe that. Eight different grapes that go into this particular wine. The, 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 the most significant two are Cabernet Sauvignon and Petit Syrah. It's a really cool bottle. Um, again, for those of you who can't see it, it's got this, this great little um, sheriff's uh, badge on, on the cover. And if it wins this week, Dennis will wear the badge next week. So vote for the sheriff. That's a very good story, Joe. Very good story. And very, very impressive story uh, behind that bottle. I did not know that. <clears throat> you got to learn about your uh, home county. Got to learn about it. You know, when I was a, a little boy, Joe, uh, it was well understood that my mama was the best baker in all the land. Lots of little boys probably think that their mom was the best baker, but my mom actually was. And her customers and clients would come from miles around for her cakes and cookies and pies. But there were a few things that my mom would not make available to her customers. She only made them for the family. She wanted us to feel special. One such thing was my mom's yeast rolls. My mom made the lightest, airiest, tastiest yeast rolls you've ever sank your teeth into. It was kind of like biting down on flavored clouds. But she would never give up the recipe. So it is with Gerard, my wine for this week. It's a mixed black, dark berries, right? Uh, it's a red wine bl uh, blend. And uh, when you open it and you smell it and you swirl it around, you taste it, uh, you'll taste and smell vanilla and plums and raspberries. But the, the maker has never released the precise blend of the grapes used in the wine. 
It's a family secret. Enjoy it, but don't ask too many questions because we're not going to share that information with you. Gerard, wonderful red blend. Great, great story. Does it taste like flavored cl clouds? It does not taste like flavored, cl uh, flavored clouds. Uh, it tastes like fruity clouds. Fruity clouds. Fruity okay. clouds. Well, that's that's good. Well, a yeast roll. What's a yeast? Roll? A yeast roll. You know. Uh, Maybe that's a. Is that an East Coast thing? No, 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 no. Roll? Yeast rolls as opposed to biscuits and flatbread yeast, uh, and they rise. They they poof. Uh, poof. You you wouldn't know about that. Uh, see, he's never had my mom's yeast rolls because. She only made them for the family. That's, I've never been invited there you to go. have your mama's yeast rolls. There and you I'm go. I'm kind of a little bit hurt. There you go. I'm a little bit hurt about that. But I'll feel better if folks vote for the sheriff. So, Gerard. You have your opportunity to decide which story uh, is the better wine story by if you're, on the, uh, if you're on the video show to just vote on the polling. And you'll get included in the opportunity to win one of these bottles. And those of you that are listening on the podcast, all you have to do is subscribe and you'll get included as well. And then next week, we will announce what's the winning story yeah. and who the winning listener is. Dennis, anything else uh, that we should I up with? I think you? that pretty much wraps it up. Make sure that you get signed up as quickly as you can if you plan to come live because we are running out of spaces. Yeah, and Austin is going to be awesome. Uh, the hotel is amazing. And we very much look forward to seeing you there, either in person or virtually. Either way, it's going to be just an amazing Absolutely. program. Absolutely. And, uh, so we're looking forward to that. We're just coming up now on five weeks. Five it's weeks. five weeks until the program. So wow. it's just right around the bend. We look forward to seeing you there. Until next week, I'm Joe Beachboard. And I'm Dr. Dennis Davis. And this has been Workplace Strategies Update.